0: You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Let's get into some buys and sells. How's that sound? Let's do it. Yeah, okay. can do it. Um, I think we should be buying Devontae Smith right now with Dallas Goddard likely going on IR with that broken arm. They have the buy this week, so it'll be easier to buy Devontae Smith from someone who needs a win this week, right? Like, if you, if you need a win, Devontae Smith probably wouldn't be a target for me because like you're gonna have to give up some assets and then not be able to play him this week. Like I wouldn't do that. But if you're if you're sitting pretty, he's somebody that I would try to pry away from somebody who needs a win right now, right? Um right. And, and like somebody who has, like whoever has Devontae Smith, there's, there's a good chance that he might not have a lot of wins, right? Because Devontae Smith has been kind of letting you down and that split between him and AJ Brown has been tremendous this year compared to last year where the target share was way you know that it was like it was pretty close last year especially towards the end of the season uh this year the gap has widened a ton right now right you can wait a week that's fine you know but if you want someone who can help you have an easier road to the fantasy playoffs i think Devontae smith is a good ad um you know i think goddard so goddard to ir hasn't been announced yet right? So I think it might be a little bit easier before that happens. Uh, Dwayne McFarlane from Fantasy Life provided the numbers on this without Dallas Goddard playing over the last two years. Devonta Smith has seen his target share bumped from 23% all the way up to 30%. His receiving yards have increased by 33% per game as well. Now you have to expect AJ Brown to continue to demand, you know, 30% plus target share. You know, it's been a 32% for the year this year. Uh, But Goddard was getting a 19% target share this year. Smith was only getting 21%. So I think there'll be a significant bump for Devontae regardless of the matchup. You know, One good thing is that we know that he's a very good wide receiver. That's number one. Number two is that another good thing is that he's going to have some competitive games coming up here, right? Chiefs, Bills, 49ers, Cowboys. A matchup against Arizona in the Fantasy Championship as well when Goddard is back. So that's not bad either, right? So you have a few... Few things going here for Devonte Smith. Like one thing that I like about this is like I know I'm trading for like a good wide receiver. Like we know he's a good talent, so yep. so at least you know we have that going for him. And then the target share increase, you know, should be pretty well expected here. I would say.
1: Yeah, I, I think that you lay it out pretty perfectly, <laughs> and I think that you also look at it. These next two weeks, they're ideal for moving off of Devonte Smith. Like you know, if you want somebody who's going to be like, oh. I'm open to moving off Devontae Smith. If he has a bye in week 10 and then a tough matchup against the Chiefs in week 11, it's going to be a competitive game. And like you mentioned, competitive games the rest of the way. But that's a tough matchup against the Chiefs. That's two straight weeks where it's like, okay, you're either not going to have him in your lineup because he's on bye or he's got a tough matchup where he might have a quiet week. So whoever has him might look at that and be like, I'll move off now while the price is high. But you're actually kind of buying low here because of what he can provide the rest of the way. You mentioned that playoff schedule that he has. He's also going against the Giants in the fantasy playoffs at that point. And he had a solid game against the Cowboys. You know, obviously, he scored the one touchdown, kind of saved his day. But he's turned things around these past couple of weeks. And then he mentioned also Dallas Goddard going out. That makes a big deal. It's a big difference because it's just going to stratify this passing attack even more. And it's going to force Jalen Hurts to look Devontae Smith's way more often. And I think that's like kind of deserved. He's a very good receiver. He just hasn't been getting that target share because of the way A.J. Brown has been playing. Maybe that quiet game by A.J. Brown standards against the Cowboys last week might help turn things in Devontae Smith's favor coming out of the bye. We've seen it happen all the time. Look at what they did with C.D. Lamb, the Cowboys, where they come out of the bye and suddenly he's featuring the offense. They might audit their offense and look, okay, Devontae Smith needs some more targets. He needs some more looks. You could be buying low here. They might come out of the bye and look a lot different on offense. And a big part of the offense that's going to change might be Devontae Smith having a larger workload. Yeah, 100%, uh, man.
0: All right, so who who else do you have as one of your
1: buys? Yeah, so it's another wide receiver, and I'm going to buy Adam Thielen. I know he had mentioned it earlier in the podcast that we might talk about him, but this is my buy. It seems like an easy one, but it's worth mentioning. You know, just today on things that won't happen every week or very often at all for that matter is both Chuba Hubbard and Miles Sanders each getting 14-plus percent target share in the game. That happened just twice all season, and it happened this past game for the Panthers against the Colts. Thielen's officially on the longest streak of games this season without scoring a touchdown. Two games, that's it. (laughs) He's finished as a wide receiver 24 and a wide receiver 42 over the past two weeks. He has fewest targets in a game against the Colts and Kenny Moore since he had in week one. So lucky for Thielen, he won't have to face Kenny Moore every week. He's got a strong enough track record this season for us to give him the benefit of the doubt. You know, so I think after two down performances in the game log, you have to look at him as someone that can bounce back very easily in his offense. You know, he's been the top target in this offense the entire season. He's still averaging a 28 percent target share and 30 percent air yard share this season. He's definitely worth a heat check to whoever's got him in your league because the Panthers offense goes as he goes. You know, if Adam Thielen doesn't have a good game, then the Panthers offense isn't having a very good game. But we've seen Adam Thielen be the engine before. I think he can get back to doing that after two down weeks by his own standard. He's also got two solid matchups in the next three weeks. A date with Dallas is less than ideal in week 11, but who knows? Maybe you could pull a Garrett Wilson, score a long touchdown against Dallas to salvage his day in that one. Adam Thielen should be able to turn things around. He's the undisputed top target in this offense. I think the price isn't going to be any lower than it is right now the rest of the way, assuming that things get turned around. We're not going to see Bryce Young throw three interceptions in a game the rest of the way in every game so i think that there's upside here to be had people might be you know a little disenchanted with the, what they've gotten from adam Thielen in these past two weeks i'm looking to buy him where i can
0: yeah and i think you know he has some pretty good matchups too like dal Dow- i mean cowboys i'm sorry chicago this week not bad at all dallas a little bit of a tough matchup um but after that pretty good tennessee yeah. tampa bay new orleans uh and atlanta they have been some of the worst defenses against slot wide receivers. Okay. So that's what you're looking for, right? We, we've talked about new Orleans multiple times. We've talked about Tampa's slot defense multiple times. Uh, not great. Okay. So, um, that's something to, to consider. Okay. Um, I'm looking at Tampa's defense right now. Just double checking on that. Yeah. Tampa, like, like we talked about Noah Brown's matchup last week. Thielen's going to be seeing that in a couple of weeks. So pretty good. Um, I do like it now. I would say that, you know, Adam Thielen, I'm not sure how many people want to get rid of Adam Thielen. I mean, he's had in PPR, he's had some, you know, even even in in in, in week eight against Houston, eight for 72 and 11 targets, not bad. You know, he right. just hasn't hit that right. ceiling since week six before his buy. Um, and he had the tough matchup this past week against Kenny Moore. So and Kenny Moore ended up having yeah. two pick sixes in that game, <laughs> which is as absolutely many, insane.
1: I forget. They said as many touchdowns as like Panthers receiver. No, I don't even know. Like. There's some crazy stat, but he threw, he had more touchdowns than the Panthers on the day. It was hilarious. Kenny works pretty good,
0: you know. You gotta give him that. He is a good cornerback for sure. Um. All right. So my next buy, James Conner. Okay, Jonathan Can- Jonathan Gannon, the head coach for the Cardinals, have has already said that James Conner is ready to go. He was just activated today, off of IR. The 21 practice, 21 day practice window has activated. He should be available this week against Atlanta at home. This offense is about to get a lot better with him and Kyler Murray back. He was a solid RB2 without Kyler Murray. He was averaging five targets per game with Kyler Murray last year. Only two and a half targets earlier this year with Josh Dobbs. Okay. Um it, it's 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 funny because Keontae Ingram actually took some carries away from Connor earlier in the year. And I think that the team at this point knows exactly who Keontae Ingram is. And I don't see that happening at all at this point. Okay. So I'm expecting a larger role overall for Connor than we saw earlier in the year. Overall, Connor's last seven games last year, he didn't finish outside the top 15. So you're getting a very solid RB two at the very least, you know, with RB one upside. And during that stretch, he was an RB one for fantasy so keep in mind that you know he does get the 49ers and the eagles in the fantasy playoffs okay so keep that in mind if you're going to be trading for him but as long as he's very involved in the receiving game which i think he will be he should keep that floor high enough especially in ppr so he came through and if you look at his game log last year towards the end of the year he came through in a couple of tough matchups right uh so just just keep that in mind when you're trading for James Conner, where the floor is going to be there, and he showed that ceiling as well.
1: Yeah, and you have to you have to consider that the Cardinals' offense is going to be getting a lot better this week. You know, maybe in the first couple of weeks of Kyler Murray being back, you know, the offense is going to spin its tires a little bit. But I think at a certain point, a couple weeks in the season, when you get Kyler Murray back, you get James Conner back, and the offense is going to look a lot different than it has the past couple of weeks, especially compared to last week with Clayton Toon. and Josh Dobbs is doing a fine job but i think that the offense overall will have a better shot at overcoming those bad matchups you know because kyler murray will be back we're so used to looking at the cardinals you know this whole season as just like this you know middle of the pack offense they kind of fall victim to tough matchups but these games could end up being competitive you know the 49ers are sliding a little bit the eagles aren't infallible <laughs> you know we just we just saw that they're pretty good against running backs but outside of that the offense overall being better is also going to benefit james conner here so i think that The fact that he's missed those games and, you know, he hasn't done too much in the game log this season. He's been solid, but not hitting that ceiling that we saw at the end of last season. Like you mentioned, I think that makes him a pretty obvious buy, you know, moving, moving into this week. So I'm with you on that one too. I have another buy. His name is Lamar Jackson. (laughs) And put simply, Lamar is suffering from success. I don't know if you've seen that meme of DJ Khaled, you know, the the album cover or something like that. It's like suffering from success. That is what's happening with Lamar Jackson right now. It's the same phenomenon we saw with Dak Prescott earlier this season against the Giants, Jets, and Patriots when he averaged 12 points per game and three blowout wins. It's been the same thing for Lamar these past couple of weeks. Would you believe that he's finished outside the top 15 in three out of the past five games? He's only scored six touchdowns over the past five games, too, and he's a QB 16 in that span. So he's averaging 17 points per game as the QB 16 over the past five weeks, which is pretty damn good. But there's a good chance that whoever has him hasn't noticed that significant drop in production from the first four weeks when he's averaging just under 22 points per game. Lamar's got some matchups on tap in the next few weeks that should be much more competitive than last week's drubbing against the Seahawks, including games against the Browns, Bengals, and Chargers. The Browns, he just... last. The last time he played the Browns, Lamar Jackson, he torched him. But that was with Dorian Thompson Robinson, a quarterback. It's going to be much more competitive, I think, this time around. That's only going to help Lamar Jackson. Those touchdowns that have been appearing in Gus Edwards' game log over the past few weeks because of positive game scripts and blowout wins, they should be making their way back over to Lamar's game log. And the price for Jackson right now is as low as it's going to be moving forward, especially with the trade deadline approaching a lot of leagues. If you could turn a Jared Goff or a Trevor Lawrence into a Lamar you know, in some sort of package deal, I'd be really interested in making that upgrade to put my team over the top, make a run at the playoffs because Lamar has been very quiet by his own standard these past few weeks. Like I mentioned three out of his five past games, he's only scored 10 or 11 points in those games. So I'd be taking advantage of that saying, all right, here's a quarterback that doesn't have a whole lot of up, hasn't showed a whole lot of upside these past few weeks. But you also have to take into account the way they've been winning these games. The the matchups down the stretch look like they're going to be a lot more competitive and that's going to help Lamar Jackson hit that upside. Those touchdowns should be coming back. And I want to buy him before you know he hits that his hits his stride. I should say. I
0: like that you know that that playoff schedule for Lamar. You know, I think that is a a championship winning schedule for Lamar Jackson. You know, at the end of of the season, right? You want him to play in Jacksonville, Week 15. You don't want him to play at home against Jacksonville, right? You want him to play right, in right. Jacksonville so that they're more competitive, right? So then he has he's in San Francisco, a good matchup. Plus, is going to be competitive up against Miami at home, week 17 championship game, competitive game potentially, hopefully, right? Because we would love to see that game being competitive. So these are three games, competitive, decent matchups. Like this is what you want, right? So I'm all about it. Go trade for Lamar. He's had literally like one good game over the past five weeks. So you could, one great game over the past five weeks, two good games over the past five weeks. So I think he's very attainable. Um, the, The high ceiling games weren't, you know, since week four. Okay, against right. Cleveland. So, remember, like he said, did it in Cleveland, 28 points <laughs> against yeah. Cleveland. He has <laughs> Cleveland at home this week. So, right. you know, if he was able to do that against a, bad, a
1: good defense, really, really good defense in their house, maybe he could do something at home too. Right. Like I said, he has those six touchdowns in the past five weeks. That's it. And four of them came in that one game against the Lions. (laughs) He has two touchdowns combined over the other four games. So he's been staying afloat because of the rushing production that he's had. But it's just like that ceiling hasn't been there. Whoever has it might be looking at him. They've gone week after week. And the ceiling just hasn't been there. I'm sure somewhere in that stretch of games they've lost maybe because they didn't get exactly the production they were expecting from Lamar. So he might be easier, like you mentioned, to attain. Than you might think just looking at, you know, the season long cumulative numbers. He is a QB four overall in total points scored, but you have to look at what's happening recently. You know, what have they done for you recently? He might be someone that other teams are looking to move, especially if they want to get more secure with a guy. Like I mentioned, like Jared Goff who has pretty solid production on a week to week basis.
0: All right. Couple, couple more buys real quick, just, just off the top, you know, not really going to go spiel on them or anything but i think jonathan taylor is somebody that you can look into because of the fact that he became really a workhorse this past week you know the rapid particip- rap participation went all the way up to 70 percent uh, he had most of the carries as well wasn't efficient at all last week in a really good matchup which is disappointing but neither was zach moss um so they were definitely looking to stop the run there um so so there's that jonathan taylor is one of them i think you know, a couple other high-end running backs you could potentially buy. Devon H. Chain, definitely somebody to to look into. He's coming back off of IR very soon. So hopefully he's somebody that you could pick up and start. Uh and ho- he could give you RB1 potential the rest of the way. Okay. Um Cooper Cup Puka Nakua, right? With Matthew Stafford potentially coming back. There's a lot of, you know, it's very it's a very iffy situation. Cooper Cup coming off three bad games. Puka Nakua coming off two bad games. These are guys you could definitely buy right and they have yep. wide receiver one upside okay so maybe you can go after those guys uh javante williams is another one that you might not have to spend a whole lot for but you know he became a workhorse right before the buy will it stick It's only a one game sample size so that's a there's a little bit of a risk there but you know something to look into
1: 2400 sports is an odyssey company